0: back with another mini episode uh talking about Marvel's What If we're going to be discussing episode 2. So, if you didn't catch the first episode, I suggest that you dip back into that if you want to hear my thoughts on the Agent Carter episode or the I guess Captain Carter episode. But all right y'all, let's just dive right into it. Also, by the way, this is like a spoiler warning, so if you didn't catch it from the title this is going to be a TMQ spoiler talk. I feel like I could do, you know, like other spoiler talk episodes about other things. Uh, uh, like aside from what if like Shang-Chi is coming out. So maybe after I do the Shang-Chi review, I can, you know, uh, give my thoughts on all things related to that movie. And then also the Eternals trailer just dropped, which, by the way, I feel like gives us a, you know, I feel like that trailer gives us a better perspective of what that movie is going to kind of be about. I feel like it's still going to be the most vague out of the two. You know, so if you are coming out of this right after my Nomadland review, you know that I love that film, but Chloe Zhao, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this joint, but we're not here to talk about Eternals, but we are here to talk about What if T'Challa was Star-Lord, which is episode two of Marvel's What If? And it begins with the opening scene of essentially what was the Guardians of the Galaxy opening scene where Korath meets uh, Star-Lord. This time around, you know, we see that Star-Lord is actually T'Challa and that Korath is a huge fan of our main space, you know, our, our, our legend our hero, our main space guy, and I'm sure a lot of y'all will agree that it was pretty. It was a pretty good, funny joke. Uh, it was a nice way to invert uh, that, you know, aspect of uh, the Guardians movie. And it's nice to see Korath just absolutely lose his freaking mind as he's, you know, reiterating what essentially is kind of his catchphrase with, "Oh, classic Star Lord," you know, like he's just all uh, enamored with whatever T'Challa does. And I think Chadwick Boseman does a great job voice acting. You know, uh, I was kind of iffy on that last week and I wasn't really feeling a lot of the performances, but you know what? I think T'Challa, um, you know, sounds exactly like his movie counterpart. And I think Chadwick Boseman's performance is different enough where this version of of T'Challa is, you know, um, a little more uh, confident, and I, I guess not burdened by the, uh, you know, uh, pressure of being king of Wakanda. We also see uh, other aspects of uh, how T'Challa was taken as as a child by Yondu, and that was nice. I thought it was kind of, you know, rushed that Yondu, you know, he was sent there to do a job uh, by Ego to take Peter as a kid, but instead is like, well, we got the wrong kid. Okay, I guess, you know, I would I would have thought that, you know, maybe he would have, you know, put T'Challa back home uh, where he belongs and just, you know, go to uh, the States to grab Mr. Quill. But anyways, we wouldn't have had our adventure that way. And in this uh, universe, we see that the Ravagers aren't space pirates, but rather they're kind of like Robin Hood type figures in which they steal from the rich or from the well off and help the poor. And I think it's a nice way to, uh, you know, uh, reform the Ravagers. And it. what what I uh, like, what, what I really like essentially from this episode is that it deviates so far beyond the source material. You know, with episode one, I, I think we steered a little too close to home in which, you know, a lot of the events that happened in the uh, Captain Carter episode was just too similar to First Avenger. But this episode was nowhere near Guardians of the Galaxy at all. I mean, we even see this version of the quote-unquote Guardians, and it comprises of, you know, Taserface, Mm, Sean Gunn's brother's character. I I always forget his character's name because he's not important. But we have Yondu. We have also Nebula instead of Gamora this time. And Nebula is now, um, you know, uh, with blonde hair, and she is kind of more of the uh, intel... Um, uh, femme fatale kind of figure and you know the overall episode is a nice heist episode it, uh, it has kind of that um space oceans 11 type vibe and also how can I forget Thanos is also there too and this time Thanos is a part of the team and he's a good guy because I guess T'Challa was able to um you know, negotiate and persuade him to not pursue genocide, which they actually make a lot of jokes about in this episode. I think the first joke is like, oh, yeah, that is kind of funny because, you know, uh, they're kind of poking at how horrific, you know, Thanos' original plan was. And then they just keep making that joke over and over again. And it's like, oh, okay, it is a little it's a little uncomfy, but instead of Thanos we get the collector as the villain and I think Benicio del Toro was so bad in this episode I, I just could not stand his acting at all I don't know it just felt a little um, I guess like over the top it just you know I, I know it's a cartoon but it felt too cartoony right there's some voice actors that are able to you know at least give uh, you know, a, a good enough performance where it doesn't take you out of the fiction and, you know, um, uh, make you kind of groan every time that character speaks. I mean, you know, that's not true. There's definitely some roles that are like that from some voice actors. I'm looking at you, Bryce Pappenbrook. Why are you in every anime, huh? You're in every anime. You're like voicing every character. I was watching the new Shaman King, you know, series on Netflix, the the reboot. And you're there, but you know, that's okay. You're not, you're more of a supporting character, so that's fine. Where was I? Yeah, so with you know, Josh Brolin in the cast, uh, Gill- Gillian Jacobs, is that her name? I'm gonna do a quick Google. Gillian Jacobs, I am betting money. That is her. Nope, that's the girl from community. I am thinking of Karen Gillan. Whoops, point is. Everyone in the cast, for the most part, does a pretty good job. Even Fred Tadiuscora replaces Dave Batista in this episode as Drax. And we see that Drax has his family alive since Thanos never went on his killing spree. Which kind of leads me to believe how early did T'Challa talk to Thanos? Because where is Gamora? You know, uh, we never see any cameos from Groot or Rocket. So, uh, you know, it would be kind of cool to see where all the other characters are. I know we see Peter Quill at the end working at a Dairy Queen, but, you know, what's the rest of the group looking like, you know? But I'm pretty sure Mantis is still with um, Ego, but anyway, so they basically have to uh, search for a MacGuffin and so the Guardians have to work together to steal it from the Collector and the Collector this time around is, dude, he's like juiced up. He is so jacked. And uh, we see a lot of cameos from, uh, you know, like Howard the Duck. I think Seth Green voices him. I'm going to just do another quick Google. (laughs) Man, that's how you know I'm doing this spontaneously. Seth Green, Howard the Duck. Yes, that is right. (laughs) See, I got it this time. Nailed it. Hole in one. But, uh, yeah, so Howard the Duck gets a couple lines. We also see uh, Aster the Space Dog. And, um, yeah, you know, it would would have been cool to see other cameo characters because it seems like the collector's collection this time was, you know, much bigger than in the film. So, you know, they really could have animated anyone. They could have put like, I don't know, Spider-Man in there. But we did see his weapon collection, which comprised of Mjolnir and Captain America's shield, as well as, you know, the Dark Elves knife, which I, you know, vaguely remember from Thor The Dark World. Like I said from the tier list, you can't make me rewatch that. But, you know, they basically, uh, you know, their plan goes wrong like in any uh, heist film and T'Challa has to fight the collector. But he also discovers that uh, there is a Wakanda, a Wakandan ship hidden in what uh, amongst his collection. And there's a, a message left behind from his father which also at this point suggests that you know the wakanda technology in this universe has progressed so much that they were able to achieve space travel you know we never really saw that so much in the main mcu canon so um you know it'd be interesting to see if maybe they would implement that at some point uh in the main timeline after endgame but you know, it was a very nice affecting, you know, uh, scene and we see uh, T'Challa, you know, uh, really, you know, longing and, 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 and missing his uh, his family after he comes to a revelation that his family was looking for him all along. And Yondu has a very nice, you know, uh, scene with him at the end in which he kind of parts him with some, you know, um, sweet words that in a way kind of feels like it... it can retroactively work as a, uh, you know, tender and sweet farewell to Chadwick Boseman as this is one of his last performances in the MCU. And we definitely get that nice, sweet dedication in the credits as well. Um, I think overall, the episode had better pacing. It still feels a little rushed at times. I think uh, the. Uh, you know twists that they implement is exactly what I was looking for in this show that you know it doesn't stay too close uh to the vest by you know paralleling you know the movies that it is like derived out of and instead we get a story that is unique and also presents an interesting concept uh at at its center so I'm gonna give this episode I'm give this episode a nice eight. Yeah, I think that that works. But yeah, man, uh, I think we get a couple more episodes with Chadwick in the series. Um people have uh, rumored that there might be like three more episodes with him and out, out of the total nine. So I'm thinking if that's the case, either we get different versions of uh Star of, of you know, T'Challa kind of maybe in the zombie episode that might be coming up or or whatever, or if we get the Star Lord version of him. What I'm thinking is that everything just comes together in the finale and um, I would like to think that maybe that's the Doctor um, Strange episode and maybe it cuts to a live action, you know, uh, sequence that ties in with the Doctor Strange sequel that's going to come out later next year. But... Let me know what you think. Did you like this episode? What do you think of Chadwick Boseman's performance? What, did you also agree that the Collector was kind of annoying in this episode? I mean, I know he's written to be the bad guy, but I think just the performance-wise, it sucked. So if you disagree with me, tell me why you disagree with me. Uh, as always, you can hit me up and we can just talk everything Marvel uh, right on my Instagram at That's My Q Podcast or on Twitter at Q Podcast. And... Uh, feel free to always suggest anything that you want me to review. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I want to thank J1K for the use of their music, uh, No Flowers from the Vault Volume 3 Beat Tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. Once again, if you listened to that previous episode, this is a part of that collection of pre-recorded episodes. So I'm hoping by the time you hear this, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer has dropped. I doubt it. But I'd like to leave you off with a quote from that episode. And it goes a little something like this. Seen a lot of space travelers in my day, kid. And if I've learned anything from watching you, on any planet, among any people, there ain't no place in the galaxy where you don't belong. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and
1: that's my cue. and salutations this message is for the prime the former multiversal war has come to a close but a new threat threatens all dimensions i mean that's kind of how threats work but you get it anyways if anyone has seen the prime Let him know that his services are once again needed to save not only his world, but the world of many. Also, all in and outs in other dimensions have been destroyed, so maybe they'll motivate him to get off of his bottom. This is a clean show, so we can't cuss. Goodbye. Okay, so how do we hang up this thing?